Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. flying hi kids hey oh um it's been a minute kind of Not it really. hasn't no one knows that it's been a minute I know. well it's been a minute <laughs> for me and caitlin um i'm revealing behind the scenes secrets um, as i usually do that's what this podcast is about isn't it getting there's no behind the scenes secrets of drag um sure sure i just made that up but sure uh sure <laughs> um who are we doing? Who are, are you? Oh Wait, yeah, who, who are, are we? Who are we? Um, I'm Martyr. I'm C Tepper. And this is. I already dropped out of the audio. <laughs> yeah, you sound it. fine. You sound fine. Okay. Oh, but a little bit, but it's fine. We can't um, scream anymore. Yeah, RIP. it was breaking the sound barrier. Um, yeah, every time. But now we're now we're chill. We're we've grown into a more calmer demeanor of our podcast. This is the the low energy low energy <laughs> we're just tired too and we have to go out after this i know we have a full night Which ahead of we're us we're not i'm not looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> i hope she doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> i know she doesn't so i don't care <laughs> um anyways we should get back to what we are doing today um who are we talking to today caitlin so our first Canadian queen, all the way from Toronto, it's Tiffany Box. Woo! Hello, hello. How are you? Hi, hi, hi. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Blessing We're so you excited. With Canada. Yes. Say say some Canadian things. I don't know what. Everyone thinks that there's Canadian like slogans and sayings and things, <laughs> but like full tea, nobody really says it. The main oh. one that, that like everyone is like. Canadian is a yeah a. a they also say we say about weird a boot, a boot. <laughs> I don't hear it but um well you're uh, in Toronto so it's a little different over yeah there, we're not like, like the <laughs> east coast or west coast where they like how's your bagged milk your ketchup potato chips and your poutine okay so <laughs> ketchup chips are fantastic yeah, number one we you. need them more in the states oh you yeah. guys do I we need to send you some uh, please <laughs> um bagged milk is like the weirdest thing that i didn't realize was canadian only mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know she's on an oat milk lifestyle so bagged milk doesn't really happen much oh good yeah. and poutine is the best thing yeah i used to call it poutine it's not pronounced like I think that, that that is the way you say it but like the french canadians oh it's not poutine? french canadian call it poutine poutine um, I don't know. I have French. I don't know. Uh, it's like the first episode of Canada's Drag Race where Kyle and Rita are going back and forth being like, we, we, we. Yeah. Bear that energy. I <laughs> love Canada's Drag Race. FYI. Oh my God. We'll, t- we'll talk a little bit about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so how has your pandemic been? Pandemic life has been very strange, but very good, but very strange. It's, um, what is happening in Canada right now, actually? So right now, we are in a very strange situation where we just got allowed to, like, get indoor dining back up. And oh, great. Get, you know, every service industry and performance, things are slowly starting back. Mm-hmm. 
but it was a long time before anything happened. I think we were locked down, I think it was about nine months. Um, Ontario got hit the longest out of all of Canada, of course. Um, I mean, it has like the most population, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that's inevitable because we are bigger than most. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we just started getting back into the world of things, I want to say around June. So y'all are much more advanced having concerts and dance parties in the States. Okay. But during our pandemic, like lockdown, everyone was like partying in Montreal and like there, everyone's in clubs, like maskless. And there was like all these drag performers. And I was like, what the fuck's going on in Canada? And why am I not there right now? Yeah. We were pretty good up until like last fall and then the fall us and they said stay down for the count all winter long until uh, good old spring Oof. yeah it's kind of like what happened with australia very that yeah except australia is like where we were last year but i feel like a lot of canadians got vaccinated unlike here <laughs> yeah i think we have I think it's like close to 80% or something now. Oh my God, <laughs> that will never happen in America. I'm very content with because, and we're starting, I think, vaccine passports. Uh, There's like communication about that, which low-key hope that happens. Yeah. I want to visit. I want to visit. I want concerts. I want to yeah. have dance floor and makeouts again, you know? Hell yeah. All the good so things awesome. that COVID said. Nope. Please hold on to. I know, I know. Remember those memories. <laughs> so you currently live in Toronto, but where are you from originally? Yeah, so I'm currently based in Toronto. Um, I grew up in a small tent. Well, it's not small, small, but it's not like giant city. Um, it's called mm-hmm. Brampton. Most people will not know it, but it is like about a thirty-minute uh, drive outside of Toronto. Oh, it's like suburbs then. Yeah, it's very suburban lifestyle. Um, but I went to school in Toronto and then moved here after I lived in New York for a little bit. Yeah, we definitely. I, that's literally our next question. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up in New York? <laughs> yeah, so I went to school at uh, Ryerson, which is currently changing its name. Oh, which okay. Very happy for. Um, <laughs> Why? What does that mean? Is it bad? Ryerson um, has roots to a leader who did not do the best things when it came to indigenous people. Canada, their indigenous history is crazy. Very much history is coming through and they are redoing things, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I went to Ryerson for theater production, specializing in stage management for theater. And then in our final year, we had the option to either do a show here at the school or take an, uh, kind of like an internship. So I was one of the first people at my school to actually do an internship outside of Toronto. So I went and worked on Wicked down in New York City for about six months. Work. Yeah, you know, a casual little uh, first time moving away from home and out of the big city to a giant big city. Um, so yeah, I lived in New York for about six months in 2016, working for Wicked. What did you do for Wicked? I was their stage management intern. So we did all the rehearsals and props and basically running the show that went on throughout the night. And Wicked is freaking huge. So that's a lot oh, yeah. of... She's a big green machine. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And when we when I got there, it was actually the first time 
I think since opening where they had such a big turnover, there was about eight or nine new cast members that came into the show in that oh, like, wow. same time that I was joining the show. So uh, we were doing a full, almost like full set of the show again, which was really fun to see. Who was your alphabet? I had Rachel Tucker as my alphabet. Okay. Cute. And then I also had Carrie St. Louis as my Glinda. Yes. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know either of those names, but yeah, cute. I know the theater gays know. <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs> so how did you find drag? Yeah. So the beauty of New York actually uh, brought me to the world of drag. I was working, like I said, on Wicked. And then after the shows, I didn't really know anyone. So I would go to gay bars and I Actually, uh, one of my first shows that I went to was Knockout Tuesdays at Pieces. Mm-hmm. And I um, befriended Miss Cracker and Judy Darling. Oh, my goodness. This was a long time ago. This is a very long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that show. Yeah. <laughs> With them, it's fantastic. Like that. They still have that, but I think I don't even know who currently it is. I love is, that. It, is it Keisha Carr? No. Mm, no. Mm. You're thinking Barracuda. Probably. Um, anyways, continue. Yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I befriended them and then uh, me and Cracker became really close and we kind of hung out and I, that was my intro to like drag as a whole. And then from there, it was about like I saw the shows with Monet and Bob and like Aquaria when they were all still local girls. Oh. So it was a really prime time, I think, to fall into the world of drag and discover it with like with New York's top drag people at that time too the odds that we were at the same shows together are very high (laughs) oh very much I was very high (laughs) I was out at the bars every night from like I think it was what Tuesday to Thursday and then on Sundays too do you know of Cracker's assistant Caitlin I do yeah Yeah. Caitlin was one of my close friends when I lived in New York oh then we definitely saw each other that's really funny (laughs) because that's who I used to go to all the shows with I love that. Yeah, and it was fun. <laughs> While I was there, too, uh, for one of Bob's shows, he had Scarlett Bobo come, who is ah. a Toronto-based drag queen at the time. Top three. And, yeah, she got top <laughs> three. But at that time, um, I only met her a couple times, and she was like, when you come back to Toronto, like, let's reconnect. And then from there, um, that's actually how I met Juicebox and a lot of my close friends in drag that I actually have now. Yeah, so we're going to, how did, so tell us your juice box story. How did this all happen? Yeah. So Still come to be. <laughs> for those that don't know, I'm the drag daughter of juice box from Canada's Drag Race season one. Um, we actually were friends a long time before I even thought about doing drag. Um, I think we met, we met in 2016 when I ended up moving back. And then me, Juice, and Scarlett did a bunch of uh, queer events here based in Toronto. And I was doing that intro gig to the queer scene where you do the door and you, mm. you know, those long Archer nights. knows all about that. <laughs> those long nights on the door where you start at 7 p.m. and you finish when the show is done. That's right. And wait till Thursday. Uh, That's that's what Marjorie's doing this week. (laughs) I love that. Isn't it a fun gig? Just sitting there and splitting. Yelling at people. (laughs) Have to deal with, I'm going to call them faggots because they act like it. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure it's much different too now with like 
vaccine passports and mm-hmm. the world of pandemonium. I um, luckily only have to check them until the security gets there, but um, it does give me an excuse to ask them for money because uh, <laughs> they won't like walk away. Um, yeah, people are insufferable. They just hear like door donation. They freak out. So yeah. they're like, no, 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 money. no, no, no. <laughs> My favorite thing was flirting with people as they like, when they asked what the cover was, was to like get all cutesy and be like, oh, it's just $20. Oh, wow. If and our like, did that, someone would punch him in the face. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> get all cute. And then I'd be like, thanks so much. And like play up with it and somehow got tipped from that. And I was like, okay, okay, this can work. If this is me out of drag, finding a way to make money doing door. Um, and then me and Juice always joked that because I knew all of the choreo to like some of her numbers when she first started, she was mm-hmm. like, well, if you ever start drag, I'm sure you're going to end up being a box. And I was like, we'll see. Um, and then I think it was like two or three years later, I was like, hey, so I'm going to start drag. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, took you long enough. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's kind of just been history. Oh. Does she yeah. have any other kids? No, I am her sole child. Solo child. Only child. Is she from a family? No, so Juice is like her own little artist. She mm. used to be a makeup artist and oh. got in drag one day as a joke because her friends were doing something and she's like, I'm gonna do it too. And then she's it was like the most successful like moment that mm. kind of was a pivotal moment for her. Um, but she and Scarlett were like best friends for a long time, did a bunch of gigs and kind of just took over the whole drag scene for a hot moment in Toronto. How did they decide the name Tiffany for you or did you decide it? So Tiffany Box was a very interesting <laughs> name for me to get to. Um, I don't know how long it takes most people to find their name, but it took me about a month. I went through so many terrible names before <laughs> I got there. And then I was at a gay bar in Toronto listening to a, a queen perform and they were doing Side to Side by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and in her rap, she says she got a box like Tiffany. And I was like, oh, Tiffany box, like the jewelry. Um, but yeah, that, for some reason, it took me a month. That's not that long, I feel like. Yeah. That, that works a lot me. of queens change their names a lot at least here here it's been like an epidemic of girls yeah names every other month but... and then i don't know who you are anymore yeah that, that <laughs> happens yeah. <laughs> i i had some very choice names that i was like that that shouldn't be a name let's but hear I was some like, rejects oh like what <laughs> yeah let's hear some rejects yeah they're the original original name was going to be uh she go down <laughs> like okay. from Kim Possible, but you know, she said she was slutty. I like that one, but sure. also not who I am at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like <laughs> the weirdest occurrence. Um, and then the second one that I was like, it's stupid, but it's funny and it's weird was a uh, tater thought. <laughs> not that. <laughs> that was like the era of when like I'm a thought came through. Yeah. Clearly, I went through a whole like sexual moment where I was like, <laughs> I'm the sexy person, but um, <laughs> clearly you don't need to have a sexy name to be sexy. Yeah. I like Tiffany Box. I love Tiffany's. 
thanks. <laughs> My favorite was when I started, a lot of people are like, oh, do you have merch? And I would tell them the directions on how to get to Tiffany and oh in Toronto. God. Oh my God. And <laughs> it would be like a five minute conversation and they were like staring at me and I was like, no, you can just go buy Tiffany's. I was like, I don't actually have merch. You should. You have I, to do merch. merch. I'm thinking of some things in the works right now. We'll see. Uh, oh. I feel like you wrote about it in your story. I did. I'm getting feelers to see. I always feel like it's so weird to release merch. Why? Especially when you're not like, I don't know. I'm a very in my head kind of person, you know, I'm a cancer. So it, uh, it happens. You're in your feelings. <laughs> so in my feelings. Oh no. And it doesn't help that I'm a Capricorn moon and a Scorpio rising. So she, uh, that's a lot of feelings. A lot of feelings. Don't know but how to feel the, that. Yeah, they, but the Capricorn's going to be like, no, don't have any feelings. Very <laughs> like, not. You're it's fighting a... with yourself. Yeah, so <laughs> with me, I was always like, ooh, only famous people need merch when I first started. Yes. And then I was like, it feels weird to put out merch now. And I'm like, no, but you should do it. And then well, the cor- sh- Capricorn says, no. <laughs> Capricorn should be like, Capricorns are hard workers telling you to do it very good point i think it might come through yeah what you should do the smart thing to do with merch is not just have merch on a website like actually buy it and then sell it at your shows yeah that's how you make the money because then you don't need to pay for shipping all of it like people will actually buy it from you then exactly so maybe for the winter there might be something made in canada um well, we know that you said your drag style was like, well, before you got into this current iteration of Tiffany Box was supposed to be sexy. But what would you call your drag style currently? I, so this is the funniest thing for me because like, I never thought I was like very specific way to nail myself. Mm. Um, but I've definitely discovered my style is more like comedic, quirky, but also like such a sweetheart personality when you like see the whole thing come together. So like, I very much am very pretty of a drag queen, but I'm also like the biggest goofball that you will see when I start talking and like doing stupid things. Um, So it's definitely funny to see how it's transitioned from thinking I was like a sexy, (laughs) gonna be a fashionista moment. (laughs) And then it's like, no, like, just have fun. That's kind of where she is. If someone went to your show, what could they expect? You can expect um, a lovely mix of, like, early 2000s pop. Hell yeah. To, like, the 2010s pop kind of era, because that's Chef's Kiss of pop music, I think. Agreed, agreed everything is right about it but you'll mm-hmm. also get like very comedic and like campy performances like I said um but also like the stupidest things like I've I've done shows where I've roller skated um I'm not a roller skater <laughs> but I roller skated um I climb things I like to do the most unforeseen things that are happening that make mm-hmm no sense with the venue or with the number but I'm doing it so that's happening <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I want to go you need to I, sh- I think we can right Americans can go up there or no 
you guys can definitely come to Canada, I think. So we should do a day trip. <laughs> a day trip. A, a day, day trip. <laughs> a it's day super trip. close. This <laughs> <laughs> flies in for six hours. Yeah. I'm sure people do it. Oh, anyway. I, I used to do day trips to New York when it right? like 2014, I think it was, like around then, I would do the 12 hour mega bus from Toronto to New York. Not 12 yeah. hours. Stay in town for 16 hours and then get on it at midnight <laughs> and come back to Toronto. Oh my God. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Um, I know about that mega bus life though. It's chaotic. It's um, very chaotic. I am I one time got stuck in New York. Yep. Yeah. That yep. happens. Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, definitely not a bus queen. You will not see me get on the bus anytime soon. I hate going on it. Um, so, Caitlin, if you want to have a day trip to Canada, no, we would take own. we would take a plane. We'd yeah, take a plane. okay, great. A carry on <laughs> kind of trip. Yeah, literally bus. that. I'm not no twelve hour micro bus. Well, as we um, make our flight plans, um, I think we should take a little break. Okay. Um, and we'll be right back, kids. Wait. Bye. Bye. Wig, okay. I know, wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I am ready for my wig. I'm sorry, Tiffany. We are rooting for you. We are all rooting for you. I... I really need to use that in the mix at some you point. You should. Oh my god. <laughs> I have never, but I know every single word of that whole scene. <laughs> it's so good. You but, should. So I was planning on it, but then America's got or America's Next Time Model got like all problematic during the pandemic. Eh, no one and cares. I was like, we're gonna wait six months. Yeah, oh. no. I feel like it's not problematic anymore because the no millennials still love it. They still quote that. I just oh, quote that too. Yeah. Very true point. Hell yeah. You can't um, take America's Next Top Model away from me. No. That was my childhood. And Honestly, it became same. problematic, but it became iconic again. It, it was problematic when it aired. It's not like yeah. people didn't know there's like doing blackface wasn't problematic. In not just once. Like <laughs> several season. times. Oh, yeah. Several no. times they just like did changed each other's race. I'm like, what is yeah. Tyra is on? But like if, if you watch the Tyra Banks show, like she had her own talk show, she did mm-hmm. way crazier shit than what Sonam oh, yeah. Um my favorite is still when she invited Naomi. Uh, yeah. And was like, yes. no audience. The most dramatic <laughs> thing in Naomi's just like <laughs> Naomi's like, what are you doing? Psychopath. I love her. Really? Yeah. Um yeah. I loved her unhinge. Um I think Vines. She had like a Vine account where she just like make really bizarre. Tyra? Videos. Yeah, Tyra's a. Car- She's everywhere. That yeah. one needs to be examined. <laughs> She's a media mogul. Um, life size two. Oh, life size. I haven't seen the. I second still haven't one. seen the second one. Yeah. Don't watch it. I know. Uh, yeah, I heard it's I bad. I haven't heard good things. Do you know she started make trying to make a theme park? What? Called, yeah. It's named after her book series, Model Land. It's like a theme park slash lifestyle place. Yeah. Because like it doesn't actually seem like there's rides or attractions. (laughs) It's just like this is a yoga store and this is a beauty salon. Sounds very Gwyneth Paltrow. Goop. Oh, they should. Yeah. I'd watch that. Oh my God. I'd watch that. You should pitch that. I'm Tuki. 
also the main character of her book series is called Tuki. And there's a, uh, it was like the top what? five of like one of the cycles. They had to do like a commercial for the book. And it's just them like walking around like a Venice villa being like, I'm Tuki, like all dramatic and like very like romance I novel. This season. Um, I watched the clip like at least monthly. It's iconic. And how much do you want to get? Tuki came from like Tooch. Oh, I should be like that so makes do sense. a booty Tooch. I wish that caught on more. Um, Model Land is basically Harry Potter, but instead of wizards, they're models. <laughs> I would hundred percent go. I every hope she day. sells this to Universal. She it's should make new. it next to like Dollywood or something. Iconic. It I'm should be next obsessed. to the Harry Potter Wizarding World. Yes. <laughs> Get rid of the Jurassic from one Park. world to the other one, and they're like. Get rid of the How Jurassic Park, Park stuff. No. And put and put the models. No. <laughs> the Not models Jurassic should be Park. in the park. Yes. Get rid of the Simpsons. I don't but, even know what the Simpsons do. You know what? Universal. Move the Simpsons into Disney. Let's be real. At this point, yeah. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. That oh, you're, you're right. Lisa Simpson is a Disney princess somehow. She is. She deserves yes. to be. Um Wow. Should we actually do this episode? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to use all that in our intro, our, our little intro um, back from break. Hi, kids. What a chaotic uh, sentence we just had. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Um, well, speaking of all things entertainment, Miss Tiffany. Hi. Um, what's it like working in the theater as your day job? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, so in my day world, I actually work at a talent agency for film and theater and commercials so it's really fun to like be in that world that you're like kind of producing and things like that um and then with drag you're also producing and everything so it kind of goes hand in hand in a way of like knowing the business more and understanding what you need to understand which also goes hand in hand with going to school and theater production because I'm essentially producing my own show every time except it's yeah just tiffany rather than like a 32 theatrical person production <laughs> yeah it's fun did you work on schitt's creek <laughs> i just have to ask because i did on, no 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 <laughs> i did not unfortunately um but that is a prime canadian so television canadian. moment it's so good but they pretend they're in america <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of American content. I know to that's be everything. That's everything produced in Canada. Yeah, there's <laughs> half of the movies that get filmed in Toronto here all look like New York, New York. and Chicago, and it's like, nope, is it? close enough. No, nope. see that CN Tower in the background there. Yep, no, nope. fine. <laughs> no. Speaking the, of oh. Toronto, what is the drag scene like there? Toronto's drag scene is honestly like nowhere else in the world and i'm sure everybody has said that except toronto's drag scene we are literally workhorses um we do this style of drag called marathon drag where you as a performer are on stage solo for about 45 minutes at a time um typically drag shows that i've seen across in vancouver montreal and even new york like your night is one song kind of thing. You come out and you're like, here's my song, showing you a full production kind of themed like that where we come out and we do the 
45 minutes type of performance of one mm-hmm. person and then the next queen comes on and does 45 minutes and then you are back on stage doing 45 minutes so we have so shows it's just of- like numbers after each other right like yeah one person doing multiple numbers yeah so gotcha. you're essentially doing anywhere from five to six numbers in one set mm. um and then you take a little break and then you are back on stage doing another five to six numbers and keep it going and and then sometimes that's one show and then you have another show right after it so you uh get your cardio in very much yeah now, um is it like okay so you're saying in like 45 minute sets at one show how many sets would there be um anywhere from two typically it's two but there has been times where it's four sets whoa per performer uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's so like when I say your workhorses, you are literally performing like you are like doing your own like Beyonce concert. Like you hold that stage and also in between the songs you're talking, you're keeping the audience entertained and staying there. Do y'all get um, paid well? Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Do good. they tip up there? Because I know around the world they don't tip, but they we, might do it. In we do Toronto. get tipped in Toronto. Um, okay, which that's is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We also Canadian money is a lot different than the U.S. money, so like it is. <laughs> our minimum bill that you can tip us with is like a five. Oh, oh whoa! Yeah, because we don't have singles, right? Mm-hmm. So and you don't have pennies. No, we eliminated the penny. I Thank know. Goodness, one less change for me to hold. <laughs> um, but our singles are like little they're coins. called loonies and they're like uh they're like coins. old coins yeah um so you can't really tip people with a coin uh while they're performing because it looks very weird to be honest uh so most people just start tipping with fives um Dang. but our bills are in increments from like five ten twenty fifty and a hundred love mm-hmm. money. So you can paid. definitely make good money Mm-hmm. sounds like it as long as like you're a good performing you know yeah is it diverse there I, do you have like kings and stuff and afabs yeah. <laughs> toronto we have a very diverse scene i think uh we have tons of queens we have a very great size handful of kings mm-hmm. um as well as creatures um and some afab queens um a lot of them prefer to become like be known as drag queens um yeah which herefore there's no really need to differentiate if you're doing the same thing you know absolutely um but we have everything from even just like male entertainer performers um mm. which are kind of like the same realm of mr continental mm. performances um yeah there's a, such a big variety in toronto that like there's something kind of for everyone what what are like good places to see drag up there some great places to see drag in Toronto would be Woody's. Um, it's kind of more of a cabaret-based style bar, um, as well as Cruising Tango's, which is our, like, constant drag scene. Um, that's typically where I perform most. Yeah. Um, but we also have some fabulous places, like um, the Gladstone Hotel that does a wonderful drag brunch. Glad Day does drag brunch, too. Um, but we also have really fun, like, latin bars that do drag shows like el Cavento rico so there's kind of like whatever field you like there's a venue for you i love that canada has a latin bar that makes yeah. me excited <laughs> and then of course on top of that we also have like 
all of the one-off events that happen. We've had like movie theater screenings where drag queens are hosting movies and talking over top of it um as well as like pre-pandemic there was obviously more things um, yeah but like so many different things that happen here in toronto it's kind of wild i'm gonna write it all down for my day trip of course (laughs) (laughs) we'll impact everything (laughs) so let's talk about where people can see you tell us about play date (laughs) Yes. Um, So during the pandemic, I created this socially distanced drag branch in Toronto. It's called Playdate. Um, It is, I think, Toronto's largest venue for a drag branch. Um, It fits about 80 tables, um, but over the size. Wow, 80. 80. And each table is um, currently about eight feet apart from each other. Whoa, how big? huge and it's kind of like a giant concrete football field but it's beautiful I'm gonna show y'all a photo and I'll describe it for listeners I feel like I've seen stories of you yeah so it's in the heart of Toronto and it's like this giant multicolored graffitied (gasps) patio that is so cool yeah and it's um, done by this mural artist named Claudestinos, and it's fantastic. Their picnic tables are incorporated into the mural, so it all, from a bird's eye view, kind of looks like a whole visual story. Yeah, wow. so we do playdate uh, once a month. Right now, um, some months have multiple ones, but it's mm. been a once a month thing that came back as of the summer, which was lovely because last year we got to do one. And then we were set up for our second one and the lockdown uh, said stay at home. So she got a little nine month hiatus and then came Mm -hmm. back. And we're currently on our, I think, seventh or eighth event within three months. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. And we also added some new uh, little events this year to it. So rather than just having a drag brunch, we also incorporated uh, outdoor movie screening of uh, Spice World. Yes, it was hosted oh my by two God. drag queens, and you were told to dress up and enjoy the campy movie of Spice World. Oh, I wish I knew. I would right, it's so good. <laughs> um, we have another one of those coming up in October, but we also have done like cool things, like a full drag concert to Lady Gaga's Chromatica. So it was like a full album party that never actually got to experience because of the I know. Are you yeah. you should do the remix one now. I some people have asked and I think that might be something we might try to work out. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah you saw the first show. Now you have to see the second show. Right. Gotta see the remix. Honestly. Exactly. It keeps I'm the story going. I'm into it. As long as we get to visit Chromatica, I'm here for it. Me too. Right? The uh, best thing too about it is we did it on the anniversary of when the Toronto sh- tour stop was supposed to be. So Oh wow. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. We were like the concert didn't happen, but our concert's happening tonight. So. Oh, Hell yeah. Rip. I mean, she's still coming, apparently. Next oh, year, kids. Is. Next oh, year. Yeah. No. I'm so excited for the tour. I want to see her in Vegas. Um, I'm h- excited for House of Gucci, but that's beside the point. <laughs> oh, yeah, <looks> so <laughs> Me too. Fadas, son, and House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Um, so 
with Playdate, you have extremely diverse casting. What yes. is the spotlight performer portion? Yeah, so this year with Playdate, um, we have a show. So every Playdate has about seven to nine performers. Um, oh, wow. And that includes our new edition this year of the spotlight performer. So our spotlight performer was a thing we set up where a lot of new performers can apply to or submit to perform. Um, with Toronto, we do have a large open stage scene where new performers can go out and try new numbers for kind of tip spot moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the pandemic, they weren't really able to do that. And I found a lot of people were only really discovering drag through the digital era, mm-hmm. which is like fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the digital era is also so different than performing in person. So oh, yeah. when we came back and bars necessarily weren't opening the open stages yet because they were still trying to figure out how indoor performances was happening, I wanted to make sure that new performers had a spot to perform. Um, and with the size of the venue, it's also a very rare occurrence that as a new performer, you'll be performing for an audience of 300 people or more. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. So they, sure. it's a paid spot. So they get to earn a They get paid fee. too? Wow. They get a booking fee. Wow. They get to do one number of whatever they want, whatever shows their drag the best. So if that's a mix, if that's a solo set song, that's just from a song. Um, there's literally no rules except for like having fun and show your best self. Love. Yeah. Mercury should do it. <laughs> yeah. And our day trip to Canada. Let me <laughs> you do your tip spot, girl. Amazing. Get paid can- the conversion rate, though, you might be a little bit disappointed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll Back lose to America. <laughs> I might have to charge double, unfortunately. Y'all were above <laughs> us for a hot while. <laughs> but yeah, there's been um Every single play date, there's been like one spotlight performer, but we've also had ones where there's multiple ones too. So it adds a nice diversity of like different talent and things you're not really like prone to seeing normally. Mm-hmm. That's so important. It's it's great that you're doing that. Thank you. Yeah, I think fostering new drag, even just by like providing space for performers helps a lot. Also uh, watch them get on dra- Canada's Drag Race. <laughs> it could happen in like a year (laughs) yeah season three get them on yeah exactly (laughs) it'll be iconic (laughs) so you're a corporate queen you've done toronto zoo pride toronto phone companies insurance companies getting that coin (laughs) yes how did that all happen (laughs) um it's it's been very wild so i've only been doing drag for about three years Mm -hmm. um and my first like corporate, I think was in 2019. So that is maybe a year after I started. Um, and my first one was for our pride parade. I was on the Facebook float, um, which was really fun. And Diffney, mm-hmm. cause I was like a new baby queen being like, I am in the parade. What? Well, the so I actually wanted to, I didn't even put this in the um, yeah. outline, but I wanted to talk about Toronto Pride because it is huge. Whenever oh. I see videos, it's like, it's like New York Pride. It's like Toronto the same Pride thing. is the one. <laughs> like New York Pride is the biggest. I Obviously. Think. Yeah. You know, but besides, like, I like, think it's besides um Australia. Like but, Australia yeah. and Lifeball and like things like that. Yeah. But 
Toronto Pride, I think, is so cool. We have, like, we have our Dyke Parade, we have the Pride Parade, we have our Trans March, but we also have such great entertainment that, like, you I get think all the big names. There's usually about nine to ten stages, too. Oh, so there's wow. always something happening, and it lasts for about two weeks here, which what? is, like, <laughs> our big thing is, like, two weeks, but we celebrate all month long. Yeah. Um, but we get all the big names. We've had, like, Bianca Del Rio, Lady Bunny, um, Pearl, like, Aja, Pablo Vitar, Pablo. Maya. Like, so many cool people have come to Pride Toronto and just, like, are so great. So I'm really excited for when that can come back. Yeah. I always see videos. It looks so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's in, like, our Young Dundas Square, which is, like, Toronto's version of Times Square. Mm. Um, so it's dead smack in the center of the city. And there's, like, a giant stage there that you perform on as a, as a queen um, or drag performer, actually. But your audience there, I think, is, like, close to 3,000 people standing. Plus, you, you have, like, it. all the traffic that comes on the street and everything. So it's Oh, like wow, more... they don't shut the streets. <laughs> no, like, the main street is shut down for the parade. But, like, yeah, all everything the surrounding else. streets are still going. So you're, like, hustle. Yeah, That's crazy. Jesus. Yeah, so in the first, my first, like, pride parade was uh, me on the Facebook float riding through there. And that was really cool and then through there I've been on like Pride Toronto's campaign um I did like a mobile company but also do the Toronto Zoo every single year so I get what is that so it's our like zoo of like it's like an actual zoo it's an actual (laughs) zoo um but we started we messaged them I think about three years ago pitching them an idea to like have a pride celebration and then since then we throw the pride parade events at uh, Toronto Zoo every year. So I've like gotten to feed lions and tigers ah! um, and polar bears and gotten to learn so much about animals that I didn't think would be part of my drag at all. But <laughs> I know so much about like rehabilitation and habitats and enrichments for these animals. Um, while also just like, sharing the like values of pride with like communities that wouldn't necessarily be the LGBT based community. I want to go to that. Yeah. It's so <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I love it so much. Queens uh, and animals. Queens and animals. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Totally. Aren't you like not supposed to like work with children, animals or drag queens? Isn't that the saying? <laughs> I think so. I think so. But That's you know, okay. let's break all the rules. Oh, yeah, who needs rules? Kill <laughs> off. Put them all in one. Children, um, animals, and drag queens. Well, speaking of working with animals, uh, <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> I know. What a transition. Well, um, you mentioned that um, you get to book a lot of local talent in the Toronto scene. You get to see a lot of performers um, at Toronto Pride. Um, you have a lovely drag mother, uh, Juice Box. But what are some of your favorite? Canadian um drag performers that we should keep an eye on yes oh my god so I love like Canadian talent we're Mm -hmm. so diverse I think in terms of like skill set not even just like how you present but like each performer is so different Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, so some of my favorites, I'll do some Toronto and then some like cross country. Yeah. yeah. Um, so from Toronto, some of my favorites are Jada Shada Hudson. She is the turnip sensation of Toronto. Um, nobody performs like Jada. You can like hold a show like for four hours and you're like, holy shit, she is Whoa. amazing. Um, on top of that, there's Carlotta Carlisle. I absolutely love her. She is like a glamour Broadway queen, um, but the most stunning and the kindest person, mm-hmm. as well as Tash Riot. She is the queen of lesbians. She <laughs> holds a show like no one else and is such a powerhouse performer. Um, she's very much a superstar in my eyes. Um, and then also um, the ugly one is one of my favorites. And Wait, that's her name? <laughs> their name is the ugly one. I was like, oh, damn, who's the ugly one? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because everyone looks when I'm like, give it up for the ugly one. People are like, you can't say what? that. You can't call her. Ugly. Don't say that they're ugly. And I was I like, no, that's, that's their name. <laughs> um, but the ugly one is really fucking cool. They've performed for like Lady Gaga oh, um, and done some really great things. There are is so captivating. I find it's really amazing to see. Ah, with Whoa. the mustache. Yeah, they have, have the mustache, but also like such high concept art and like visuals. Um, oh, and another person I love is Steak. Um, <laughs> I've heard yeah. of Steak. You've heard of Steak. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah, Steak is such a great performer she is so campy so silly but like the best dancer and the kind of soul so those are like my toronto staples of who i love the most maybe not the most but like very key people that everyone i think should get into um canada wise one of my number ones would have to be kendall gender she is a bank based queen yeah, Kendall is the kind of soul. Um, she is a beautiful, beautiful performer, as well as like drag artist, um, as well as and also wow, she. You, if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. She has this performance she did, I think, pre-pandemic, and it's called um, Kenchella, I believe it is <laughs> Baychella's. She recreated the Beachella's performance with a mm-hmm. full marching band on stage. Oh, whoa. And like everything to the detail, and it is fantastic. So please watch that. Um, oh, she's stunning. I'm just looking up everyone you're talking you about. You should. <laughs> she is beautiful. Um, and then also from Vancouver, there is the girlfriend experience. No one holds my attention like the girlfriend experience to be honest um watching her perform on stage is so captivating she will always perform with a fan (laughs) and it serves every single second of the number um so i'm watching it now yeah it's beautiful come on fan like the energy the moments like she is the moment the girlfriend experience is the moment um, so those are some of my Vancouver faves. And then in Montreal, 
Um, yeah, they have like fr- a whole like their own thing going on. Over yeah, there. every drag scene in Canada is very different. I find, mm-hmm. um, but like some of my faves in Montreal are definitely uh, obviously Kiara from Canada's Drag Race. She is yes, such Kiki a wanna to work kai with. Kai. But none of these queens are my type. And that's that is always in my head at all times. <laughs> the best, the best. <laughs> um, she's such a sweetheart and such a great performer that like you just want to keep watching and keep it going because it is so good (laughs) um as well as Pythia Pythia is a very fun and very conceptualized um, drag performer in Montreal their art kind of reminds me of Sasha Bluers to like Mm -hmm. the level of detail they put in Mm -hmm. and they do everything themselves too oh wow for the most part so it's very like rewarding as an audience member to watch and then to learn that and you're like wow the level of detail that they put into their craft is like next level love yeah so um, those are like my list. faves that's yeah. a good list um i think we should take another break and follow these beauties yes and we'll be right back with our usual shit show of our last question <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> We'll be right back, kids. Hey. Bye. Hey. Wig, okay. I know. Wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I am ready for my wig to go flying. I guess we're good. Shall yeah. we go into the last part? Yeah. I, de- I think we should definitely talk about just Canada's Drag Race 2 in general. Okay. There's no one else who watches it, but y'all probably. So. <laughs> I think everyone watched it, to be honest. Because yeah, I think that was the that season came out like it came in out the at part the, of the pandemic. Yeah, it came out at the right time because um, there weren't like five thousand versions of Drag Race at that point yet. Like right now. <laughs> like right now. Like I tried to keep. I'm trying to keep up with Holland right now, and I'm just failing. It's just I, too much. I haven't even watched season one of Holland because it was. It's not out of the hot part. It's I, not the best. Their I, runways are really good, though. I have mm. zero interest in most international versions. After the shit show that was Australia, I'm like, do I even want to watch? Espana was good. I heard. Espana looked beautiful. It was really good. I just haven't had the brain capacity to like take no, in I know. It's just new drag much. race. It's to be too honest. much right now. <laughs> like All Star Six right now, I'm like, okay, I can do this because I know them. Yeah, mm. I know. It's well, it's, it ends this week. It's already over by the time this airs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Perfect. Rip to my week or weekly job, my weekly income. Oh, well. Me too. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I'm sure there's going to be another drag race I'll, that airs in three weeks' I'll, time. I'll wait. I'll wait like a day. They're going to be announced like international. I thought All-Stars. Italy was supposed to be out already. I guess not. I'm- I think Italy's coming soon. Yeah, I don't know. Because they're supposed to be what, season 14 soon? I, are they gonna do that this year no that'll be next year yeah oh, right. that'll be january well is it canada coming back this year i'm so confused yeah canada's supposed to come back this fall winter i think they said 2021 so that's the only season left oh god <laughs> i'm just so tired although well, canada's this- drag race like i don't know it was one of my favorite seasons me too 
I feel like the Canadian humor was like another level because like with American challenges, I feel like the humor, they really force it and it's just never funny. But Canadian humor like really shined through for me, mm-hmm. especially like funny. Jimbo and stuff. Oh, I love Jimbo. <laughs> me too. So much. Jimbo was rough, but I love Priyanka. So. <laughs> I also, maybe, maybe I'll save this for when we talk, but I also find we, like... I, we're, we're probably going to use this, so we could Great. just talk. Yeah, no. <laughs> I also feel like with the Canadian season, it like didn't, a lot of the contestants didn't really necessarily force the branding mm. and the awareness that I find a lot of the contestants on the US franchise do mm. um, because we're so used to like what the franchise is and how it works and how the formula is. That's true. Where they come through and they're like, Hi, this is my brand. This yeah. is what I do. This Here's is my, my color. This is my catchphrase. Yeah. I only wear these. Yeah. Whereas I found Canada, all the girls just came in being like, I'm ready to prove myself and have fun and just take this adventure for what it is, which I think made the season so good because there was so much heart to it. Yeah, it definitely seemed less produced. Yeah. In, in that way with the contestants always. Which was also, I found, what Drag Race UK season two was I agree. Like. I agree. Like, everyone was just there for a good time showing themselves at the best capacity they can. Yeah. Can't, say the, can't wait for the shit show that is going to be cycle three of uh, Drag Race UK. Anyways, Why? Is there, is there some tea? Welcome wait. back, kids. I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> oh, oh, well, um, I mean, I know about everyone getting canceled. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Um, welcome back, kids. We're doing our last little segment, our little cool down of interview questions where we ask the real hard hitting shit. Dun, dun, dun. Really. Did you know Priyanka? Yeah. Yeah. Work. Love that. I did I know love Priyanka. Her. Yeah. <laughs> I know Priyanka, she's That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Priyanka actually performed at my birthday party in my living room. Uh, yeah, this is, I think, 2018 Aww. or something. Uh, yeah, Priyanka was the only drag queen that's ever performed in my house besides me <laughs> pre-pandemic. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Actually, that's really cute. Yeah. I well, like Priyanka. Speaking of the beast of drag race, um, do you see yourself uh, going on? I, on? I definitely think everyone, my rule with drag race is I think everyone should apply in general, because I think the more you put yourself out there, the more you know yourself. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And you're taking those chances to show a bunch of people that have never seen your drag who you are. Um, so I definitely think it's something I will apply for in the future. Um, but it's definitely not something that I'm like making the sole reason of why I do drag. Oh, I hope not. Because <laughs> no, I know there's so many queens that like start drag and because of drag race that are like, I'm going to be on Drag Race. And that's the narrative that their drag brings. But that is definitely not the pushing drive behind my drag. I think there's mm-hmm. so much to drag that you can do as an artist that doesn't necessarily need to solely base off of a TV show. TV show. I will say, though, I was expecting you to disappear and go on vacation. And I guess that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I did disappear. <laughs> I broke my leg and tripped and my phone died. I was really, I was like, okay, I know she's going to be gone. 
very soon. <laughs> Surprise. You know, the, I, uh, I actually didn't audition for season two. Oh, I'm shocked. I yeah. really thought you could totally get on season two. Thank no you. problem. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think like I, I did the original very small video. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Of what I w- think you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just kind of realized, like, I, I'm i ready for more self-discovery before okay. going I for see. it. I know? think whenever you decide you want to be on, they're going to cast you. No problem. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, besides Drag Race, um, what other future projects um, are upcoming that you want to tease to the audience? Give yeah. a little plug to us. So right now, um, the main thing that I am working on with my drag is Playdate. Um, so we have our anniversary show coming up in September, but we will be running events all the way until October 31st in our beautiful venue. Um, and then I'm probably going to take a little hiatus. Um, not going on a trip or anywhere. <laughs> take a little hiatus from the branches to kind of reformat to see where I want to shift playdate and create new spaces new events to make sure that there's always something for someone in the community are they doing anything indoor right now we have indoor performances at bars and things um, but we're not allowed to dance we are currently in the movie footloose dancing is illegal (laughs) yeah so uh if you come into a venue you are sitting down at a table yeah but you uh you're not allowed to get up and dance. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what the regulations change and allow us to get to. But uh, definitely hoping to throw like a queer dance party in the future. Oh, that'd be nice. And oh, give everyone cute. the things we've been missing for like two years. Oh, yeah. my God. Tell me that. Fingers <laughs> yeah. crossed. It Hopefully it's not five. Sooner than later. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you y'all are 80 percent vaccinated, I mean, I feel like things are going to open up pretty quick over there. I would love for that to happen. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Miss Delta needs to stop showing her ugly little head. Yeah. I know. And I heard that there's an offspring of Lambda or yeah, Lambda. <laughs> I'm like, girl, please stop producing. Let's... Uh, blame America on that one, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I blame America with most of our problems. Most of it. Yeah. Delta too. Yeah. Uh, but the moral of the story is get vaccinated. Thanks. That's kids. right. If you are not vaccinated and you want to, you should get it. And even if you don't want it, you should get it. I'm going to put one of my friends on blast. Yeah, I know. You, I know. We're thinking the same thing right now. <laughs> she's probably going to be listening to this podcast because I know she listens she, to it. She when does she listen sews, to us. When she sews, <laughs> this bitch <laughs> took how many months to get vaccinated? She's not an anti-vaxxer. She just she's was too lazy. She was too lazy, lazy to do it. Um, but so kids, if you're fucking lazy to get the vaccination, which yeah. what? <laughs> if Why? you want to so see dumb. Lady Gaga tour and you want to have a dance floor makeout, yeah, and you want to travel and see all your favorite dolls perform, get vaccinated. Get the, the vaccine. Oh also, now they give you money. You well, get you paid. Can- yeah, they get the does. vaccine. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they're they're desperate to give people the vaccine. Yeah, it's that bad here. Yeah, I wish I got paid. Same. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they they didn't they didn't do that until you know. I got my second shot, and I was like, "Can you also give me a third one?" Which one did like, you get? 
Oh, I'm a Pfizer doll. Yes. Pfizer faggot. We all, all three Pfizer here. Oh, Pfizer fam. Look at us. Did they have AstraZeneca in Canada? I feel like they did. We did. Yeah. We had AstraZeneca, Moderna, and Pfizer. But not that Johnson Johnson. No No single shots for us. No. Honestly, for the best. Yeah, you're better (laughs) off. (laughs) Fair. Okay, let's, okay, I'll go to the next question. Yeah. So what is the best advice you've been given about drag, doing drag, in drag? Ooh, I love this question. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of advice. I think there's three or four that I stand by that constantly remind me for my own drag, but also things that I've been told that I love to pass down to other people. Um, so those are to stay humble because I think that's very important because if you get too in your head, you are not focusing on the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay humble. Your sister's, your sister's successes are not your failures. So whatever, I'm going to say that again. Yeah, there. Your sister's successes are not your failures um that I think is something that all drag artists and every person I think can hold true to because we very much fall into the comparative mindset and I think we're all in our own different lanes so that is something very important and one of the other advices that I love the most is if you're not ready to lose you're not ready to win and that's like more like pageantry competition based but Mm -hmm. I think also just a good mindset to keep in mind when you do anything that you are putting yourself forward and presenting to it, whether it is a TV show or a bar competition or continental, like if you aren't ready to lose, like you're not ready to win. So true. That is good advice. All of it. Love, love a good pageant answer. Great. <laughs> and I've never been in a pageant. You're getting full marks. Our pageants, <laughs> our pageants, big in Canada. I mean, obviously, we know about Brooklyn. But... Yeah, we actually just had the resurface of Miss Canada Continental. Uh, oh wow! For the first time in 2019, um, but after I think it was like a five or six hi- year hiatus. Oh wow! Um, so Brooke actually helped bring Miss Canada Continental back to the scene. And our winner, Miss Mona Moore, is currently heading off to Chicago to compete in wow. this year's Continental. Amazing. Great. Yeah. yeah. So sending her all the good juju. Yes. Love. It's um, so hard. <laughs> it is. It's hard being drag. It's <laughs> hard being beautiful. Yeah. And having to compete about it. <laughs> Especially with like. 30 other beautiful people beautiful people yeah. who are You're very like, okay. talented like those talent portions are no joke no i can watch they're not i watch literally <laughs> continental videos like no tomorrow that is my favorite thing to watch yeah it's incredible i'm assuming you've listened to page pod no no okay okay good yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry my face is just like so excited with that i was like, yes, yes 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 um that was a good podcast series by uh, willem and alaska they don't need a plug but i'm giving it to them oh i didn't even hear about that one um, i mean i know that i know that they do a podcast obviously. yeah but um it's mm-hmm. very good um i believe it is my 
favorite question my famous yes. question. your famous question my favorite question um tiff can i call you tiff i'm calling you can tiff. call me tiff you can call me whatever you want um can you give us something juicy something riveting something dramatic that has happened in nightlife that you have witnessed that you've heard about something legendary that you cannot forget and you tell any bitch that asks about it give us something good hmm something juicy legendary that has happened never been done before never club. been done before never been another seen. club <laughs> um there's i think the most recent one that i can think of is there was this uh performance that happened a couple of weeks back and so the a couple weeks back, we're also talking about like plexiglass surrounding the stage, mm-hmm. full COVID safety precautions, like velvet rope in front of the stage, plus glass shields, like, mm. you know, all yeah. the nine yards of social distancing. <laughs> um, this performer is on stage and was just so in the zone that they somehow broke through the glass and went straight through the audience. Oh my god. Um, so the stage is also about seven to eight feet from where the audience is and like burst through the seams of the plexiglass and landed, spun around people, and then like got up and ran through the audience and then got back on stage and continued the number. What? So like full icon for finishing your number and going oh. off, but also like myself and two of the other hosts were like standing there and our mouths just dropped. Were they bleeding? Nope. Nope. Oh. Nothing, nothing happened. Okay. But they um somehow burst through plexiglass, which is that's really hard very to strong do. plastic that is hanging from the ceiling. So that um that's definitely something that is chaotic and crazy that's recent. You need to watch um, out for that bitch. That's definitely yeah, like an power. only in a <laughs> pandemic type of situation with that ever. Very that, very that energy. Um Although I'm very known for taking a tumble myself. Mm-hmm. I've fallen through tables. I have fallen <laughs> off of um, a lot of things. I recently broke a heel while performing, continued performing, climbed a 15-foot tower, jumped down, fell backwards, did a back somersault, and then got up and continued the song. Ow. <laughs> yeah. Little chaotic, got a lot of bruises from that. But um, like I said, you never know what's going to happen with a Tiffany Box performance. <laughs> I'm sure the audience is living. They probably gave you way more fives. It's it's everything. The full clip is actually on my uh, Instagram. So oh. you can see Tiffany take it. a you can see Tiffany take a tumble. Um, we're Very definitely going to promote that. Um, we're going to put it on our. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I was like, I should find this. It's I'll one. put it while we promote the show. Okay. So our last question is, where do you want to take your drag in the future? Yeah. Um, some places I would love to take my drag in the future is I would... I think I actually really want to compete in Miss Canada Continental one year. Or do a, like, pageantry kind of style like that. Because I think that is, like, high drag and high excellence of drag so I'd Mm -hmm. love to see how Tiffany performs in high caliber um but I would also love to take my drag 
obviously cross country, different countries, maybe worldwide, you know, do a little gig in London one day, maybe, um, or Australia, that would be really fun. But I think the main drive behind what I want to do in the future is also to be able to help my community and others with drag, um, give back is the main thing. And also like creating spaces for people that may not necessarily have them or don't feel seen in them, that there is always a place for someone to belong and find that escape that you need with drag. Cause that's what drag really taught me back in 2016. So that's something that I hold true to Tiffany. Oh, Canadians are so nice. Well, like New Yorkers are like, They're like give me the hundred dollars. <laughs> I want to get rich, bitch. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. that was so queet. Uh, cute. It's queet. Queet. <laughs> it was queet, girl. It was queet. Queet <laughs> has to stay in the podcast. Yeah, no, oh, oh, it is. That'll it be the queet. first word that we use. Yeah, in the, um, oh my god. Please not, do. Not <laughs> um, that was queet. Um, well, thank you so much for coming Yay. on our show. Um, thank you for it, having me it was a pleasure getting to talk to you and getting to know you your um, first canadian angels. princess uh, yes our first canadian i'm princess. taking your canadian passport <laughs> yes um please plug all your socials for the kids to follow you yes of course you can find me on instagram at tiffany t-i-f-f-a-n-y dot b-o-x-x with two x's because i am a whore just kidding um it's just the last name um, but you can also find me on twitter at tiffany box underscore yeah tiffany box with your accent underscore love yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much babe thank you of course thank you for having me angels um, i was martyr I was C. Tepper. And this was Canadian version of wigging out. I wish wish there was a funny way to say, uh, oh, wigging out. Duh. Oh my God. Not wigging out. Why did that take me so long to realize? Wigging out. (laughs) eh? I'm I'm ending the podcast. Goodbye, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on Work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.